Hello and welcome to the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. I am Sean. Oh dear God, someone shuts him up. Holly. <laughs> you are, sir. I am Victor Marlin, aka Vertvic. How are you doing, Sean? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm really good. How are you? That's a nice he's over with. Carry on with right, the podcast. Okay. Oh, well, what now is fact. Right. Fact. No, oh, God. Ooh, what have we been up to? I've been up to a lot of things lately. Shall we get on with your stuff first? Because you, yours is first in the notes. Go ahead, old son. Go on, then. I have spent nigh on a week trying to sort out our podcast feed, not showing up on all the episodes on various podcast apps. And apparently this has been What is the thing meaning of this? So our RSS, very long story short, our RSS feed was only showing the first 50 episodes. And beyond that, it was <laughs> but gone. Why? So I've edited it, and now it's showing all 200, 204 episodes, you know, with just the extras minute, and Just stuff. a minute, just a minute. Ta-da! Ta-da! So very long story short, I changed it all by set- settings in Blueberry and HostGator. And okay. now all our podcasts are available on all apps forever indefinite until we turn the servers off. Yes. Until someone turns the servers off, servers off in 2052. Probably. Um, What have you been doing? Oh, do you want me to carry on? Yeah, go on. You might as well. Get off your chest. Get off your chest for years. I've got wired internet in my man cave. I've been drilling holes through through walls last weekend. So, yes, wired internet is now mine (laughs) instead of wireless. Excellent. It's a lot faster, isn't it? Yeah, it's about... We're only getting 60 download here, but... What? We... 660 download. Do you live in some sort of third world country? Do you live in. No, it's just. I don't know. A, a, we, are you living in yeah. a dump? Are you Stig? Yeah, we signed this thing about a year ago just, just to carry on with the same. Ugh. The same. Uh, package, and then we find out that this new wireless fibre is coming to our street, Uh-oh. which it w- which it wasn't when I signed it. And now now there's wireless fibre in our street, well, but just... I can't change can't change the contract until 2025 because got got what got fibre to the cabinet, which is the end of the road, yeah. but copper wires copper wires to my house, which is limited it to 60 megabits download and 15 up but it's always been good enough oh my lord but it's 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 a shame because i could could have got nine oh, i know like what you. it is because you live in 1993 that's that why <laughs> it's a good year that i think i got it's 900 something like that it's ridiculous God. we got um i don't know I don't, I don't really know anymore i just it just goes very quickly and every now and again when you do a test it comes up with hundreds of things and blah 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 we never have a problem with stuff it's good <laughs> as long as it works it doesn't matter what else have you been up to? Have you been up to any arcade stuff? I've been meeting at AC Burry. Arcade What's that? Club Is that Burry. Alternating Current? Alternating Current Burry Arcade Club with Darren Hatton, Chris Fantasia 2, his mate Phil, and some and the usual AC stuff members. I know that are some still of those there. names. Yeah, I had a great time with them. Curse um, you for being so near to that club. And I did a video. At I'm going to try and edit it and get it out this weekend because I'm a bit behind on my videos. And finally, I've been sorting out some more visual and audio magnificence from the 10 pence archives. So the pictures will be on the (laughs) website. Yes. And and we can put some, when, when you've done your talking bit, we can put some of the 
audio, which is, if you look down, it's mm. a 10 pence. What would, you, what would you call that? A special guest, a 10 pence special guest? Oh, on uh, the or on the orchestra front. Yes. yes. Yes, we will get to that nonsense later. Go on, that's me, Dan. What have you been up to, mate? Well, yeah. I've yeah. been on holiday actually for nearly three weeks uh, a little while ago. That's why I couldn't play much more of the game. So I rammed lots of playing in the, of this month's game beforehand. Uh, and do you remember? Because you were with me. Do you remember what I got for my fiftieth birthday in Chicago, Sean? Do you remember what I got? Yeah. COVID. 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 Yeah. Well, for wife's first 40th birthday, I got two types of E. coli. Ooh. E. coli is basically a food poisoning bug. It's not very nice. I got it in Mexico. So we went to Mexico for about five nights. And then we, we went over to Costa Rica to look at animals in the jungle. So I basically got it in Mexico. I don't know what from. Wife didn't get it. She's absolutely fine. Had no problems at all. Usually, when I go away, I've got a little bit of a sensitive stomach. Usually, when I go away, doesn't matter if it's in Europe, the Americas, Asia, whatever. It's usually a day where I have a bit of a dodgy tum because of the water. Because there's nothing wrong with the water in those countries. It's absolutely fine and drinkable. But my stomach just goes, oh, it's different. I don't like it. And after a while, yeah. I get used to it. So it's just the difference, really. But I got it in Mexico. And it's the last. In, it was the night before the last day. So I woke up in the night. I was like, oh, God, here we go. Nah, horrible. I thought, okay, it'll be gone soon. And we're taking a plane tomorrow, uh, day after tomorrow, early in the morning. Hopefully, hopefully it's gone before the plane. You don't want to be uncomfortable on the plane. I'm going to jump to the toilet backwards and forwards. It's fine. But um, it basically just left me very empty, uh, very dehydrated. Even though I was drinking tons of water trying to get back into me. Obviously, like lost bits of line in my stomach and all these horrible things. So basically, it was e- it was two types of E. coli, not just one, two types. It was Enteropathogenica and Enterotoxigenica, EPEC and ETEC, whatever that is. It's not the one that the UK got a number of years ago when everyone was getting E. coli. I think four, five, one or something. There's a number attached to it, but it was um, it was uh, horrible, very horrible. Oh. In fact, I'll, I'll go. I'll briefly go over some of the things that happened on holiday because lots of really crappy stuff happened to us. We are the most unlucky people in the world. When I see you next, I'll explain everything to you properly. It yeah. takes a while. <laughs> <laughs> but just to sum things up really quickly, just with my health, basically. The first, when we got to San, um, Costa Rica, I was still feeling dodgy. And like a few days in, it was in the night, and Tori said, look, we've got to go to Torchigero tomorrow, which is like a boat tour it's a, tr- a a bus somewhere, then a boat tour, then into a, a place where you're staying overnight in a sort of like a sort of hut kind of thing. And then the next day to be walking around, looking at animals and stuff, then a boat back again. You need to be better for that. And I thought, I'm not going to make this. I'm not going to make it. I'll be uncomfortable. I don't need to be going to the toilet in, in the rainforest. I don't think you even can. I'm not you're allowed to. So I was worried about that. And she said, right, we're going to get the medics out. So we went down to the hotel lobby, got the medics out. They'd come over, didn't speak a word of English, all Spanish. It's like, Great. Okay. Mm. That's my fault for not knowing Spanish, for goodness sake. So we had our phones out with Google Translate saying what was wrong, you know, how I felt and everything. And they basically looked at me and just said, stick your tongue out. You're dehydrated. Well, well. Give me two injections right there and then on the bed. Give me some medicine, some soluble stuff to drink to put the, uh, the electrolytes back in me. And about three or four days later, it was not going. By then I thought I'll be over it by now. It's like, this is not going away. So Tori said, look, we need to get you sorted before we go back. 
we were about to go to a place called Corcovado, and it's about three or four hours away. So by car, we hired a car, and then it was going to be staying quite a way out on a boat trip again in a ranger's hut and doing lots of traveling. And there was even a 20-kilometer hike back after the two days. Oh. So I said, right, we need to get you to the hospital. So we went to talk to the, the hotel, and they said, look, the nearest hospital is this place here. It's very good. Went down there, realized it was a private hospital just by how nice it was. They put me on a drip. They put um, some paracetamol into me, some other kind of medicine, and a litre of saline. And they gave me loads of medicines to take. It was like about six different tablets every eight hours and uh, four bottles of electrolyte and blah, 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 which sort of got me better. And then I couldn't do the test they wanted me to do. So we had to go away and come back. And they did a test, gave it to them. And then when we got back to the hotel, they they they. they they looked at the test really quickly and found out what was wrong. And I got this report back on a PDF. And there's all these things saying, blah, 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 no detector, blah, 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 no detector. And it was like, E. coli, detector, E. coli, detector. I was like, oh, God, I've got E. coli. At least I knew something was actually wrong. It wasn't me just being a bit crap. It was just, it was actually something mm. wrong. And because you can't get rid of E. coli, it sort of goes. There's nothing that can fix it like um, antibiotics or whatever, we just sort of got on with it, just took all the tablets, blah, made sure I just drank drinking, blah, 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 and it was okay. But after all that, it still was a great holiday. We really enjoyed ourselves. I wouldn't do it again, because one of those things, you sort of mm. do it, get out of your system. It was hard work, some of it. We saw some amazing animals. Mexico was brilliant. The only problem with Mexico is it's so far away, and obviously Costa Rica's even further. I would, I would definitely encourage people to go to Mexico. So the next thing I want to talk about was just wandering around Mexico and we knew there was um, a sort of area of like nerdy stuff, you know, sort of anime and manga and games and stuff. We knew there's an area that does that. And there's a place called the Freaky Plaza. And it's it's a four-floor complex of anime, otaku, video game stuff. And there were whole shops inside, not just one, lots of different shops selling just emulation boxes. You know, like the big two-player, six-button-each box with some kind of Pandora inside? There was loads yeah, of places yeah. doing those with like themed controllers and stuff. Loads of them doing that. It's incredibly copyright illegal, obviously, but no one was caring. Even the machine gun armed security guards that wandered around the place. One place specialised in actual arcade spares. They had pinball parts, buttons, joysticks, bunch of PC to arcade, jammer interfaces, tons of cool stuff I've never actually seen in a proper shop before. I've seen it at shows we go to, but I've never seen an actual shop on a high street that sells this kind of thing. It, it was cool, cool stuff. It was not cheap either. You'd think Mexico might be cheap, but it's not. And some of the console prices are actually more expensive than shops in the UK. So it just shows how bad our pound's doing at the moment. It's not great. Yeah. I also found a nice hidden console shop close by, and it's called the Retro Play Shop. This was hidden in a business complex, um, offices and shops in a multi-story building, and it was well worth tracking down. <laughs> The guy who was on duty that day spoke perfect English, and I really enjoyed talking to him. We spoke about Scotland, and he seemed eager to visit one day. He's into, like, walking and stuff and drinking and all this kind of thing. And if he comes over, I'll definitely take him out for an iron brew if he does. They do a <laughs> weekly stream from their shop as well. I think it's a few of them, the collective, own and work this shop. And they do a stream from the shop, but it's in Spanish. So I did ask them uh, later on when I got back that they can work out some sort of auto-generated foreign subtitles for us lot to watch, because it does seem good. They do, have, they do have lots of stuff going on there. They had a ton of nice things for sale in there. Um, but unfortunately, they weren't selling the M82 NES shop kiosk, which is one thing I'd really like to have. It's a really Nintendo collector's item. I did try and buy it, but uh, I just settled for a few Famicom carts instead, because they weren't selling it. 
We also found before we got in there, we was wandering about the place looking for this. Uh, we got after we got out the uh, Uber, and there's an electronic village there. Electronic village. Wow, that is some big plug. It is to plug that in. Massive. It in Tokyo. <laughs> there's a place that's there's loads of shops that sell electronic parts, radio spares, you know, resistors chips and just all that kind of stuff for making stuff and this was a whole street selling lots of this and it was like if you went in there there were like sort of like little shopping malls inside and they, they were selling like just an astonishing amount of stuff I saw lots and lots of motherboards all mounted up I looked at them I thought what are they and I realised they were replacement plant parts flat screen TVs so in Mexico yeah. they actually repair stuff Whenever I go to the tip near me, right, I always drive slowly by the electronics bits. Look, at, I poke my nose in to just see if there's any CRT um, screens in there. There never usually is. But there's always, always, always a load of flat screen TVs. And they can't be more than, what, 10 years old? Maybe a bit older for flat screens? God. Does it, we does we it, just throw them away here. But they were actually fixing things there. It's brilliant. Does your skip let you pick things up? No, like, absolutely not. No, doesn't. I've never, I've never actually asked, but I was. Oh, when I was in London, I asked, and I took away a. It was a TV once. He said, "I oh, don't say anything about it." You know, I just wandered off with it. But usually, they're they're really strict about that sort of thing. It's it's a real waste because they they sort of come out with this thing saying, "I think we spoke about it before." Saying, "Oh, they're dangerous. It's toxic." I was like, "Nonsense." I'm going to use that TV and get more use of it. I'm not going to scrap it. I'm not going to put it in the ground. I'm not going to take, you know, toxic gases out of it, whatever they are in there. I'm going to use it and actually repair it and use it. Because half the time, they still work. Because people just don't want an ugly, fat TV in their house anymore. They've got a flat screen or whatever. So we can mm. use that sort of stuff. And in, in in Mexico, they actually fix them as well. Because they're just not going to throw stuff away. It's brilliant. There's so much stuff there. There was shops selling Raspberry Pis and parts for it. And, you know, all bits and bobs of electronics to make things. Robots and little wheelie things. And you can just... It was brilliant. It was so good. And we tended to find... It, it kind of reminded me of a slightly less glitzy Tokyo. And that is no bad thing. That's a really good thing. So I really enjoyed Mexico. Mm-hmm. And then Costa Rica was nothing like it. It was... um it was more just for the animals, you know what I mean? It's it's a it's nearly the whole country is a conservation park, and it was great for that. It's really good. And the people in Mexico and Costa Rica absolutely lovely. They're driving not so good, but um, the actual people lovely, <laughs> so so nice. But the driving mm, not so much. I bet they do a good coffee. Yeah, the coffee in Costa Rica good- was amazing, by the way. Is oh, it cost to coffee? No, but I did find out what Costa means. Costa Does means mean- coast. Costa Rica is ah. rich coast. Costa Rica, rich coast. So when you go to Costa coffee, next, then is it's rich coast. coffee. No, no, it's just coast, coast coffee. Yes, coffee along the coast. I'm going to send you a quick picture. I just reminded me of something that I got for you, sir. I'm going to send it to Mr. Holly. Let me just do that as we speak. There he is, and it should come through to your messenger. So this is another thing I bought there. Yeah, but I did buy, I bring, bring some coffee back from Costa Rica as well. So the coffee's there. Great. Let's get on to the next bit, which is the arcade. What do we call this? The arcade archive pictures. And we'll explain them and put them on the website. So the first one is arcade podcast number 41, way back when. That's in like about 1948, wasn't it? When we did that, something like that. <laughs> 41. Okay. Yeah, I should have put it. It's like 2015, something like that. 2016. No, it's a long time ago. This is arcade. 
these are these are the pictures when I was drawing vector graphic pictures of ourselves. Yeah. Which I can't be bothered now. I might, I might do a I might, might do a final one when we do a two hundred sign off <laughs> in in June or July. I can't remember when it is. So this first one is uh, forty one, as I said, and it was Kicker, aka Shaolin's Road, and the picture. <laughs> it's one of my favourite games, Kicker. I really like Kicker. I'm quite good at it, which is rare for me on a game. And it's got sort of the background of the game with the little guys jumping around and some of the bosses jumping about the place. And it's got you with a really fetching pair of green trousers on with quite muscular legs, I must say. And you've got yes. guts on your T-shirt. That's what happens when you when you complete a level. It says guts, and he does like a sort of guts. strong man pose. It's got For you looking no hard. He's got me about to kick you in the chops. Here's my guts. And I've got I've got a, a very Fu Manchu kind of moustache going on there. I'm not sure where that came from. I couldn't grow a moustache. No. I tried. My facial hair is pathetic. It's rubbish. <laughs> Mine's awesome. I, I wouldn't can... say that. It's a chin glove. It, it's yeah, it is a chin glove, but. If I leave it, for, if I leave my unshaven face for two days, I've got beard. So got a I'm looking at you now, right? And I, I, I got yeah. the I got the real need to slap you right right now, this second, right? If oh, I slapped on, you hard enough on your beard, would it fly around your head like like Daffy Duck when he gets his uh, when he gets his snout hit? It sort of goes. It ends up backwards. You'd be talking at the back of your head. If if you did it hard enough, it might land on my head, and then I could cultivate it into a nice kind of head of hair. A hair oh. island. Yeah, you could do. <laughs> well, let's go back in time again. What's hair island? I don't know. About? To arcade uh, podcast number twenty nine. That's even earlier. And this is block hole. A block hole is a sort of like a Tetris game, isn't it? But I think you yeah, shoot incredible the- game. Yeah, I haven't played. I must play it again. Actually, I haven't played it for a while. But did you? Did, if I remember rightly, do you shoot the parts to spin them or something? They, they drop from the top of the screen, and you've got a, a little spaceship that shoots blocks, and you've got to make rectangles out of the things oh, as that are they're dropping. coming down. Yeah, so it's like or a reverse any, kind any, of Tetris. Any square thing, and if you shoot, you know, if you, if you shoot like a letter L, and you shoot too many uh, wrong shots at it, you make loads and loads of like a huge letter L, and then you've got to fill it up to make a block. That's but right. I, yeah. I, I think I got. Not a world record, but very, very close to the world record on this. Really? On on Twin Galaxies, yeah. Oh, shame we didn't record it, because you need to have video evidence for that, don't you? Yeah, I think it was on a proper machine as well. And we will talk about the game that nobody talks about. On Podcast 61, a little bit later in life, we banned a game. I think it's the only game we've ever banned properly. Others have Mm. come close, but this was banned. This is Peter Packrat. It's one of the worst games I've ever played in the arcade. Absolutely terrible. Do you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I tried it the other night. Why? I, I, Why though? I, I just I just put it on Endless Lives and Infinite Infinite Life. That's not playing the game. That's that's play testing it. I know. It sounds good. Graphics are good. No, but, I don't like the graphics. I don't like that. But they sort you of don't quite, know they had quite where, a high res, didn't they? You don't, I don't, you like don't know where the Atari platforms games. are. You, you, you fall off the platform and, and like you go through weird tunnels and that. But if you leave the the invincibility on, you can see the like the AI of the creatures, yeah. and they just fly towards you, and then they're like wobbling over you, wobbling over you really, really fast. So they're honing in on you. Yeah, and, and they if you're on a platform, they don't realize you're not dead. If you're on a platform which you think is like a tree 
a tree branch and it's not as there's an empty thing and you drop down it and then it gets you it, it was even frustrating just playing it for them two minutes just well wow. ten minutes they, just could, to, they couldn't just have play see. tested it surely no such a bad game oh my goodness just don't know so following that I got I was so incensed with the game <laughs> someone I know made a little song about it and it sounds like this Talking about rubbish games. That's good. That's so good. How about Blueprint? Yeah. Shall we did Blueprint not that many months ago, did we? A couple of months ago. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think I think that is up there with Peter Packrat. Yeah, it's a bad game. It just doesn't but, work very well, does it? I was reading Alan Mead's book, Arcade Britannia, and he's yeah. written, and I quote, what he's talking about the obviously the UK kind of developers like Xylex and that. Yeah. He said, Blueprint is frenetic, colourful, and fun. An mm. excellent arcade game. I don't think he's played it. It's not frenetic. It's got eight colours, and it is not fun, and it is not an excellent arcade game. It's mm. bad. I mean, you, you don't line up properly when you're trying to do the, the areas you've got to do. It's unfair. Stuff follows you too much. It's you haven't got any time to do the game, and it's just it's just weird and creepy. Weird. Yeah, we did not like that one. I mean, you know, we haven't got much. There's not much arcade stuff that actually came out of the UK. It was all sort of. I think Spain had a little bit going. America, obviously. Japan, obviously. Korea, that sort of stuff. But we didn't have mm-hmm. much of a... Mm, no, 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 no. Not as far as I know. No. We did a lot of bootlegging in this country. A lot, we're very good at bootlegging. Very good at bootlegging <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And we got a disturbing audio clip regarding Arcade Hand, which was a, a claim someone we knew... Spoiler alert, it was me. Uh, did <laughs> an advert for a, a fictional uh, insurance company for Arcade Hand. And this, is what came, month, yeah. and this is what came through. I'm not sure about this. Hi, uh, Mr. Brunner here, speaking on behalf of Lord Owen of Clan. Uh, Lord Owen informs me that he is taking out a lawsuit against you and a certain Mr. Holly regarding, (laughs) how shall I put it, Arcade Hand. Now, he is very frustrated and very annoyed. And believe me, he has the money to take you to court. (laughs) But being a lord and a man of... of the people, he would like to, you to settle out of court. Yes. And Lord Owen of Clan says he would like to challenge you and Mr. Holly to a game of Donkey Kong at Revival. And if you lose, you will have to pay Lord Owen of Clan ten thousand biscuits and they have to be from Waitrose if you do not want to settle out of court then he will take you to court and believe me he has the money 
So take heed, Mr. Marland. Hmm. Donkey Kong challenge, eh? I might have something coming that might help that. Yeah, it's quite quite disturbing. Quite yeah, quite unnerving that. Did, did you hear what I said, Sean? Did you hear what I said? I yeah, may have something Kong. coming that might help that. You've got a Donkey Kong? No. You've already got a Donkey Kong, haven't you? No. no. I used oh, to I have one. I, made, uh, yeah. I, made, I had a Donkey Kong Jr. full-size cabinet years ago, and I made a replica red Donkey Kong I had for years as well, and I sold both of them. But, um... You're not going to tell me, are you? Not yet. Tell me off, off camera. Uh, no. Off, off mic. No. Off mic. All right. All no, right. no. It'd be All a right. surprise for you. What have we been playing? Well, I've been playing two NASA-themed virtual pins. Space Station, Space Shuttle. I don't know why I play them. I like them. But then I went to Arcade Club and I played a proper pin, and it's night and day, mate. It's night and day trying to play. When you get behind a real pinball, it's just so much better. Godzilla, me and Chris Fantasia 2. Uh, Chris Moon Crest Bootleg was playing Godzilla at Arcade Club. Mm. And also, do you know what I forgot about until sun- Sunday afternoon mm. that I was well into then I completely forgot for a moment? That Toxic Tomb. I did. The only reason I forgot about Toxic Tomb is that I got quite far in it, about level five or six, and then this month's game came along. And I was playing, every time I got any spare time to play a game, I was playing the arcade game, the game for this month. So that's, so that's all I've been playing, really. But the other day... I had a little bit of spare time just before I went back to work and I updated my Mr. Multisystem, which is on top of the 21-inch monitor I've got next to me here because apparently some new arcade cores have been released. Cores, yeah. So I was playing a few games on that and for some reason, um, I think I always thought when you when you updated it, the ROMs came with it, but obviously for legal reasons, I think they do that. And I've got some incorrect ROMs and our game for this month in Sector X is actually on there. It'd be nice to play it and All see right. if we didn't have any... Because I noticed a few things on when we're playing it, which we'll talk about when we review the game, that I'm not sure if you get in the arcade version, and they're a lot closer to the, the main. I was playing a bunch of games on there, actually. Um, but because this monitor is only horizontal, I was just playing a lot of horizontal games. So I, I had a good go, go uh, Ghost and go. I went to turn into arc right then for a second. I had a good go on Ghosts and Goblins, and I got further than I ever have before. I got to the end of the second level. Have you ever been there? With the, you know the red guy at the, the end of the first level, that you, the big guy you killed to get the key? There's two of them mm. jumping around. And that's the end of the second level, for goodness sake. So I got through all that, the housey bit and the bit where the, the ogres with the red hearts on their arms charge at you. I killed all them. And I got the end of the next bit, and then those two guys kill me straight away. But that game is, yeah. I keep having a go of it, and I never really get any further. But this time I did, so it sort of piqued my interest again, which is a bit of a pain, because I know it's difficult. But I really want to sort of get a bit further into it. I'd like to be able to do towards the end of it, but I don't want to go back and do it again like you have to to finish the game. Absolutely not. And I was playing just horizontal games. I played some, um, played some Kung Fu Master, and I had to play it on it, because I've got a pad... Uh, like a Sega Mega Drive kind of USB wireless pad on there. I was playing it with a pad, and I cannot play certain games with a pad. I just can't do it. I was playing Kung Fu Master. No, I couldn't even do the first D-pad. level. Yeah. I couldn't I play can't it. do it. I can't Kung do it. Kung Fu Master on a joystick. I can do, I can usually do the, the, I can usually loop it. 
But the, the mm. wizard on level four messes me up. He always messes me up. But you, if I do him, I can nearly always do the game. I can loop it. I have been out two years. But the, with a pad, it's just, I couldn't even do the first level, which is embarrassing. It really is. Mm. So yeah, there was that. Uh, what else was I playing on there? I'm trying to think now. Bunch of new games on there. But the weird thing about Mister as well, it's every now and again, for some weird reason, they develop a core for a really weird, like, rare Russian game or something. So it's all in Russian. It's terrible. You don't know what's going on. So why the hell did they turn their attention to this and not, you know, a popular game or, or a game that people have been asking for or something? It's like, that's weird. I don't want that on the system. I just delete it. It's rubbish. They, they, they it might like, be like, some, some similar kind of hardware that they've already cracked kind I, of thing. I believe be that. it is quite an interesting subject, actually, the, the Eastern Bloc and the old former Soviet Union stuff, because cause I think games were actually banned because they, they, they thought they were, you know, make kids lazy and this sort of stuff back in those dull days. And so a lot of them were bootlegs anyway, I believe, or, or sort of knocked together hardware by clever people. And it, there is quite a lot of it about. And when you, there's an online YouTube a while back about some uh, Russian, I think it was Russian video game museum. And all of the stuff looks like it's been made out of old military parts. Yeah, it, re- saw, it really does. Like it, really yeah. heavy yeah. duty sort of knocked together, but weird sort of like, and, and even though it was like done in like, I don't know, the mid eighties or something or early nineties, the, the technology looks like it's from the seventies. You know what I mean? It's the stuff, stuff they must have just grabbed and made out of old bits and bobs and stuff. But yeah, it's just weird how Mr. tends to have a few of those games on it. It's really weird. Odd. Mm. Yeah. So that was fun. I quite enjoyed that. I need, I need to get playing the Mr. a bit more because I've got a Mr. Multisystem, which has got lots of uh, console cores on there and arcade stuff and that. Because it's on a CRT TV... You can't rotate the screens. So if you want to play a vertical game, you've got to turn the screen over. You cannot do it mm. on a, on a on a CRT. You've got to play it on a HDMI screen to enable the the video to be rotated. So you can't do it on a CRT. So you've got to physically shove the thing over or have it in a cab. And I've got one in the cab as well. And the one in the cabinet, I haven't updated for ages. So it'd be good to do that. I think that's in my vertical machine actually. But yeah, I've not been. I've been playing lots and lots and lots before the holiday. Of Insector X, so yeah, that's that's an indication of how I may or may not have liked it. But I've been playing quite a lot of it. Hmm. Arcade news. The only sort of news it, I spoke about it briefly earlier is um, these arcade controller decks from Mexico. It seems like the arcade scene, even though it's through emulation, is definitely alive in Mexico. Definitely, there's mm. loads of them in there. Like like ten or twenty, just on all different ones with different um, different sort of control panel layouts and different games in it. And so I don't know how much money they were, and I've got a feeling you can buy one of those now, like a plain looking one with a Pandora in it already with the controls and everything. You just hook it up to a TV and stuff. So illegal, isn't it? Like you said, it's very illegal. Yeah, it's a real. Uh, it's not even a grey area. It's just black market. All those mm. ROMs obviously belong to. You know, the, the respective companies and a lot of them still making the games and making new versions and old versions and compilations nowadays and they're selling on modern consoles so it is quite naughty I mean we all do it we all play emulations with ROMs and stuff but I mean people like us we do own a bunch of console stuff as well and arcade stuff so 
you kind yeah. of yeah mm, it's yeah you can't really moan about it if you're actually doing it yourself so yeah i also went to an actual bona fide arcade uh, it was situated in a large art area so you think of like um an area where people can just go and do graffiti for free you know they're allowed to do it but this was what um, the guy in the, the shop told me about. He said, oh, there's an arcade there. You need to go there. It's really good. So we went there the next day. But it was closed to an, un- an unseen problem. I'm guessing maybe a power problem or something, or maybe some of the breakers weren't working properly. I had a quick spy through the woodwork. I could see through cracks in the woodwork. Um, there were no cabs on at all, but there was tons of cabs in there, 30 or 40 cabs in there maybe. I saw a Mario Brothers, original Donkey Kong, Popeye, Gallagher, Phoenix, a bunch of pinballs. And to add insult to injury, they even have a small console museum there. Dang. Oh, pooping. Unse- Do you Dang. know what the problem is with unseen problems? You can't see them. You can't see them, can you? They're Buggers, unseen. aren't they? But that was, the, that was the last day we were in Mexico. So I couldn't go the right. next day. I was really annoyed about it. Um, but it looked, it looked really cool. I looked on the website and it looks great. You can eat in there and drink in there. It looks really nice. There's proper oh, arcade machines. There's no, there's no emulation. There's no one-ups. There's no flat screens. It's all proper arcade stuff. It looks great. And the pinballs look great as well. So yeah, I was really annoyed I couldn't see that, but it was just one of those things. Just bad luck. We should have gone there earlier, maybe. Cause you're sort of talking to a guy in half sort of Spanish and English and he was saying, Oh, there's a problem. There's a problem. I don't know what it is. It was open yesterday. So there's, Oh, damn, really annoying. But I'll put some mm. links on the show notes so people can have a look themselves. Biscuit review, biscuit review. I don't know about you. Biscuit review. This is the Cadbury Crunchy Melts Chocolate Center Cookie. <gasps> so, so it's a nice cookie with like, like almost like a Nutella kind of center. Oh no, no, no! I'm out. I'm out already. It, it, it's better than that. But if if Nutella if it was warmed up, is sweet shite. <laughs> it's not quite like that. But yeah, if if you warmed it up, if I think if you warmed it up, it would be better. And then then it would be a bit like them ridiculous ridiculously expensive cookies sold by Domino's. They're not ridiculously like five, expensive. They're, like just, they're just trash. Like five quid or something for three or something. It's actually worse than that. They are six quid for four. Hell no. We always get them as part of a meal deal and they are absolutely trash. Just put them in the bin, mate. Honestly. They're just oh, not worth they're it. Not they're rubbish. But these crunchy melts do look quite nice. But mm, not is, is it a hazelnut kind of chocolate? Because I do not like no. hazelnut chocolate. Well, that's what Nutella no. is, you fart. <laughs> that's what Nutella Wait, what is. Nutella then? No, I mean, Nutella just, then. just gooey chocolate. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've got nothing against gooey chocolate. But we've had a quick bi- biscuit review from Mark Sharples. Hang, hang on, hang on. Nutella is hazelnut. Yes. Is it? Oh, my God. Sean. I never knew. Come out of the cave. I don't even live in a cave all your life just eating algae and rats and stuff, whatever you eat. And how do you not know that Nutella was hazelnuts? Just a minute, I've got to Google it. If I'm wrong, go on, Google it. Nutella is a brand of brown sweetened hazelnut cocoa spread. Ah, right. Okay, and it's disgusting. Right, let's go on to the next biscuit review. This is from Mister Watno Gravy. He still hasn't got any gravy. And his biscuit review is, and it's for Oreo Pac-Man-based biscuits. They've actually done a, a thing with Namco for Pac-Man, and it says, uh, waka, waka, waka. And underneath it's got still <laughs> biscuits, though. Yeah, and then under that, that, hashtag Tempe score. 
I have never liked Oreos. I think they are disgusting. Look, mm. I've got I've got nothing against vegetarian people, vegan people, but these biscuits are vegan, right? You mm. can't make a biscuit without anything nice in it, uh, like milk or eggs or whatever. You can't. When have you ever had mm. a nice biscuit that's been vegan? They're made out of sand. And they always been like that, Oreos. I, I think Oreos have always been vegan, haven't. yeah. I, I just hate them. They're horrible things. I remember them being not so great. I, I, I do think, apart from a very few candy bars in America... He's talking about O'Henry bars, kids. So they're obviously American. Americans don't do sweet things very well. Their candies are terrible. Their chocolate's rubbish. They do have some nice cookies, mine. Not biscuits, cookies. But their, their candy bars are not great. Hershey's chocolate, nasty. Ugh. Ugh. M&M's rubbish. Oh, Ooh, no. We're going to try some, weren't we, for, for a podcast, because there's some over here now. I think I tried a Hershey's, Ugh. and it was all right. It Vile. was okay. Never liked them. Never liked their chocolate. What else have I tried? Candy's I've tried a Reasons. Way, reasons, oh, you know, them yuck. Reasons. They were, they, they were chewy chocolate. My brother likes them. Oh, nasty. Absolutely nasty. Mm. Yurch. Did you see the picture I just sent you? No, I'm on airplane mode, so I don't uh, get any beat. Mm, I'll put them on the website then. You won't be able to see. I bet you're aching to know what it is. I am. It's biscuits. Ooh, he's just looked. Eating. Can you tell? He's you've just been... looked. These are Costa Rican biscuits. They're called Chiki. C-H-I-K-Y. And I think there's like eight or 12 packets of biscuits there. Basically, they are flavoured custard creams. Are they? Oh, you should see his face. His oh. eyebrows just flew off the top of his head when I said that. Oh, yes. There's some black ones, which I think is chocolate. Pink ones, which are Fraser, which is uh, strawberry. Vanilla, and more chocolate ones, I think. There's two lots of black ones. Oh, no, that one's a different colour. I don't know what that one is. Custard creams are, van- are vanilla anyway. Well, you'll find out when I send them to your son. Loads Can of you send them to me? Yeah, of course I am. You're not That's- eating them? No, no, no. I've, had, I've, well, I've not been eating too many odd things lately because my tum's still a bit... Uh, Sensitive. Yep, I will send them to you soon. Recent pickups. I've just put here mystery. Oh, so you're not going to tell me then? No. I've bought something kind of expensive and kind of cabaret shaped. Oh. I'll have it by next podcast. It's kind of a grail cab for me. Been wanting one of these for a while. Grail cab. Grail cab. It's not a dig dug cabaret. I wish it was, but it isn't. I was going to say Dig Dug. No. No. Uh. If anyone's got a Dig Dug cabaret for sale, shell, partly finished, full-on cab, wants to swap it for a pony or something, call me. Mm. I bought a couple of Famicom carts from Mexico City, about three of them. Nothing really just to speak of, but just a few ones I didn't have. And that's about it, really. I've I've not bought any arcade stuff for a while, you know. Nah. I haven't. I did get a dent in the car repaired. Oof. I ran into you? a lorry. A, a, a lorry. <laughs> you it, it ran, was, did you not see the lorry? You know, no, the, the, the really. twelve-ton behemoth with eighteen wheels coming towards you. It was pitch black. It was raining, Lights. and I was pulling. I was pulling out into the off of the, a slip road onto the A fifty six, which leads on the uh, way I go to work. Mm-hmm. And there was a lorry right near me. Flashed me to come out so I could come out, and I, I pulled out. And he just carried on going, and, and I bumped into his side. Oops! And and I've, then I'm thinking, did he flash me, or did he flash someone else, or did I dream it? Uh-oh. But anyway, I, I pulled out, and he carried on going. And I just bumped into his side, and I thought, oh my god, I got to work. I thought I'm going to have scratches all the way down the car, and there was a little tiny 
dent. Oh yeah, it in just the, popped in, the, in, did it? In the in the driver's side, it well, the decent sized dent. So I had to take it in and get it done. Oh. You know the the surround the is like that like an anthracite sort of plastic surround around the wheel arch. Yeah. That was all scratched, so Ooh. I had to get a new one of them. Bummer. But yeah, I had to get that repaired. Yeah. But that was my fault because I should have saw that he wasn't slowing down, and it was that pitch black and raining. I didn't. Yeah, uh, I can beat anyway, that. I can beat that. Go on. I had my brakes repaired on my car the other day. I had to have both sets done because I thought it was just the back, the front needed doing. Six hundred and six quid mm. for discs and pads and blah blah blah. Nah, that's an under underrated drum machine. That six oh six. It is, yeah, and it also stops VWs from ploughing into uh, trucks. Mm. Yeah, and then you could do a good tune on it as well. I'll just let I'll just let him carry on for a bit. He'll wear himself out in a minute. Yeah, I'm done. Listener feedback. Jim Kane's been on. He is Jimmy. Happy anniversary, guys, and thanks for 10 years of arcade chat, news, pickups, tinkering quizzes, and, of course, biscuits and bump. A lot of effort must go on behind the scenes to keep the show on the road, and it's really appreciated. My favourite part of the show, after the biscuit reviews, has to be the game review. And love how you set this up to involve the listeners. Book club for geeks. Again, it can't be easy collating all the scores and keeping the leaderboard up to date. Massive thanks for a decade of arcade nonsense. It's very best. It's really easy, actually. It's so easy for me to collate the scores, as I don't do it. It's a bit of a minefield because you get scores from Twitter and Sidekick, which are the same scores, so you've got to be careful. Is it a yeah, minefield the- or a minefield? Is it a field of mines? It's a it's a minefield. Yeah, it twists mine. my mind. A field of minds. And then you get a, a few emails, and then you get the UK back. You've got to check, and Facebook, you've got to check. And I get this thing right when I talk to people about arcade stuff or controllers or whatever I'm selling to people. There's so many different ways they can get in contact with you, and sometimes I, I leave it for a day. I, I always try and reply really quickly so I don't forget. And like you go to, oh, I must tell that guy about that controller or whatever, or, you know. Or I want to buy some off someone. You go, hold on, I thought it was on Twitter. Where is he? Oh no, maybe it was on Messenger. No, was it the was it my main email or was it my controller's email? Was it on the podcast thing? It's just oh, it's Facebook. Great. There's so many different ways people can get in contact with you, and you just lose it. Mm. That's why when I, when yeah. I sell my controllers, the Vectrex ones, I actually made up a sort of subsidiary account for my email, which is vertvic.controllers at gmail.com. and I set up another another sort of um, email client on my phone so it just takes those ones but god it's just a pain yeah. in the backside for trying to get everything to go. I can imagine what the scores are like especially on the, like, the Monday evening before five when everyone's putting them in before the five o'clock deadline or whatever yeah I, I, on the Sunday I get them as good as I can mm. and then Monday there's always a lot of last minute stuff and we're recording like a couple of hours later so come home from work you have to obviously have to sort it all again into like top down but you know people at the top but it's worth it and it's a it's a great thing that i have started myself all those years ago yeah because i told you the other day it's your own fault which actually kept the podcast afloat i think because it was it was down to like single figure listeners before <laughs> yeah. i started eight people were listening <laughs> no it wasn't it wasn't but uh, it was yeah nine. No, i really it was en- nine wasn't it <laughs> I, re- I really enjoy that part, especially when it's a good game. It, also, mm. when it's a bad game, it's really good fun as well. Yeah. It, most of the time, if it's a real bad one, you get one or two people going, oh, I really like it. It reminds me of my youth. And yeah, fair enough. But when it's a good one, it's a good one. 
And everyone's like, oh, it's a hidden gem. I've, I've never seen it before, whatever. It's only rarely someone goes, oh, I don't like it. It's usually quite good. <laughs> right, we've got some, we're going to read out a couple of these. We've had lo- so many 10 years congratulations things. Mm. Uh, I read a couple. 10 years, this is from Mr. 25. What time is it? Mr. 25, phenomenal, phenomenal achievement, gents. Been tuning in for almost from the very start. Where does the time go? Thank you both, Sean and Vic, as well as Alex, for all the time and effort needed on this level of commitment. There's been some truly great episodes and many a laugh. There are countless games I would never would have touched had it been for this pattern, it been for this podcast, and some would argue many of those that should have never been touched. <laughs> Love you guys. He's put, and then like a big kiss. Never been touched. Oof. Mm. <laughs> Jason Barber, congratulations on reaching the 10 years. Best podcast out there. I'm surprised Gary Linnick hasn't signed you up. The rest is 10 pence. Andrew Hannay, regarding the Pac-Man on Pengo hardware, what we were talking about last month, Mm -hmm. you are correct. There has been a version of Pengo on Pac-Man hardware for ages, but there hasn't been Pac-Man on Pengo hardware. That's what he was doing. But now I see there is also a junior Pac-Man on Pengo hardware. They must be very similar. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, Other congratulations on WhatsApp from Buller and Ross Ross. Thank you. Tony Temple's put 10 years of regular output. It's quite something. Well done, gents. Dr. Goggles has been on. Uh, hi, fellas. Love the latest podcast. Uh, and congratulations on the show for 10 years. I've been listening about two years, but listen to some of the older shows as well. Until recently, most of your archive wasn't on the podcast app I use. And manually getting from your website was a big faff. However, this week, all your old podcasts magically appeared on my app. Thanks to Mr. Holly on my left. So I'm still listening from the beginning. Since many or most of the games I haven't played or even heard of... I've had this crazy idea that I will try and play all the games you've covered before the 200th episode in four months' time. I won't repeat any I've already played, and I'll try each one for at least half an hour and try and log some sort of high score. Can I do it in time? I'm not sure, but I'll try and keep you updated. Just tried Pirate Ship Higamaru for the first time, and looking forward to Zookeeper, which I played once at Arcade Club and enjoyed. They are two brilliant games. Mm. We've got so many congratulations. I'll stop counting, but thank you to everyone. One that stands out for me is uh, from Mr. Drisky. Wow, 10 years, huge congratulations. One of the best best podcasts about arcade games with biscuits. I think unique, even. I don't think there's any, apart mm. from us. Andrew Hannay's also put at the end of his um, feedback, he says, there must be a dream come true for Victor, or is that a nightmare? One Up Arcade are doing a Tron machine. Uh, mm. It's well known that I hate arcade one-up cabs i think there is travesty and also i really hate tron and everything about tron and it's just that is just a marriage made in hell it really is oh Oh, my word nasty and one more one more from richard broadhurst him of the bbc face yes loving the podcast as much now as when alex was on it you are the only podcast my wife likes even though she does call you the biscuit podcast which is hello hello mrs broadhurst hello hello Friendly shout-outs. I must shout-out to the guy. I didn't even get his, catch his name, actually, in Retro Play Shop in Mexico City. Truly a nice guy. I really enjoyed talking to him. If you're ever in Mexico City, track his little shop down. It's a bit hard to find. It's in a small office complex, but you'd be glad you made the effort. He speaks fluent English, too, better than I do. Uh, more info on our website notes for how to get there and stuff. Mm. Everyone I'm going to congratulate, uh, who gra- g- congratulated us on congratulations. I've lost it, haven't I? Yeah. It's a lot of work, us two, bringing all the parts of the show together into con- into a con- cohesive whole. <laughs> cohesive. Every month. 
cohesive. <laughs> we wrote that it with me. But we do enjoy it. Mm. Uh, the glorious, the glorious deadlock. Martin, who sent me a hard-to-find cable for one of my handheld games, also sent some great biscuits, which are gone now. I had them all. Wife didn't like them. Brilliant. That's my favourite kind of biscuits. And some vinyl <laughs> arcade characters. This is Coily and Feigar. Coily is now over there, sat on top of my Qbert machine. And I'll put Feigar up when I, when and where and whenever I get a Dig Dug Cabaret. One day, I'm going to have one. That's mm. probably my... My last grail, last two grail cabs I would have at any moment, I would add to this, I don't want any more really, but I would add to them, is a Dig Dug Cabaret and I'd sell my Euro. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted a Pony Table, which is an arcade, it's a Japanese cocktail cabinet made out of metal and it looks mm-hmm. very similar to a Pony Cab, which I've got some already. And it's a really, I've never seen one in, in real life, never seen one in the flesh. And there's a few different versions of it, but if I could get a um, a pony table, that would be that'd be done. Oh. Also, Mister Deadlock actually sent a letter. Look at that, a typed out papery thing. Listen, wow. and it says, "Hi Victor, hope you get some use out of the GP2X cable. I've also enclosed some fancy biscuits. You're very popular in Ireland around Christmas. I really like them. I hope they're to your taste. They're a bit weird, so not everyone likes them, but fingers crossed you do. They're slightly they're like a sort of chocolatey sandwich with biscuit in the middle and slightly ginger. And slightly ginger is the best way of having ginger. Hmm. I also enclosed a dragon dude from Dig Dug, as I know it's one of your favourite games, and also the snake from Cubert to add to your games room or whatever. They have been added. I just want to say a huge thank you to you and Sean for all the work you do on bringing us brilliant podcasts every month. I will really miss the banter between the two of you when you finish up, but hopefully we'll hear of you with some other podcasts or YouTube videos going forward. Maybe. I found lockdown during COVID pretty hard as I live in a very rural area. I built my house on a farm where I grew up, slap bang in the centre of Ireland, and every month I look forward to the podcast and always got a great laugh out of the interaction between you and the Hollymeister. Anywho, whatever the future may bring to you, all the best, and hopefully I'll get over to some more events in the UK and not-too-distant future and bump into you and Sean there. Short, uh, Martin, Revival this year, and also Nurg. When is Nurg, Sean? You reminded me of Nurg the other day. You also informed me it's the last ever Nurg, is it not? It is. So that's, um, yeah. I'm not going to go to Nurg. I don't think I'll have time because I'm going down to the Arcade Archive on the bank holiday weekend of the month of the 25th of May. Because I believe yeah. an American friend of ours is coming over for that event as well, which can be cool. And, not too soon, I think two weekends afterwards is Revival on the 8th of June. So I've got quite a bit going down. I have to drive down for both of those. It's quite a long drive for me doing that. I don't really want to go to Newcastle as well afterwards. NERG 2024 is on the 6th and 7th of July. Okay. Saturday the 6th, Sunday the 7th of July. And where is that going to be? It's at the... Gateshead International Stadium. That's the, that's the place it's been for all the years, apart from one year, I think. Mm-hmm. Cool. So try and get down to that. Say goodbye to Nerg. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a great one. Um, that with me going to that one, I would have been to every single Nerg. I haven't missed one. Oh, really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mister uh, Deadlock. I was chatting to him, and he's invited us over, over to Ireland. Me, me, and my wife. If you want to go to his house. Oh, I think I you think, got. Oh, I think he, you got an invite, did you? Oh. I think it was a kind well, of half-heart, 
half-hearted thing. He said, come and see us. I said, right, well, I'm getting the ferry over now. I'll see you at midnight. <laughs> and he went, oh, okay then. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> get along. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he, he sent us the, the Google, whatever you call them, coordinates. And it mm-hmm. is in the middle of nowhere. It looks a lovely place, a lovely area. When we got to speak to him in person at one of the events one time, we had breakfast with him. And I think he drives like a hundred mile round trip every day for work or something stupid. He, oh, lives, he lives quite away from work. Yeah, he does a lot of driving. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. Mm. And one more. And one, f- one final shout out to Craig Turner and Matt on Saturday and the Revival Posse. I thought I recognised a lot of them. Craig has been recovering from his recent illness and he says the Revival event train is back on the tracks. Even though, still not, even though he's still not well, but he's doing the... Come on, Craig, get better, man. Come on. Uh, the, that's in Wolverhampton. Definitely going to that one. You're going to that one, aren't yes, you? Yes, I am. I love a revival. One of my favourites. I don't know whether to go for one day or two. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll probably stay over. Because I'm not, I'm not mm. going to drive back from the Midlands that night. I'll go the next day. So I'll do a little bit mm. in the, on the Sunday morning and then drive back. Oh, yes. Well, I might do then. And have I Monday off because I'm crazy like that. <laughs> Here's the Pico 8 Arcade Debate. think we've covered this it was new rally x i think we have covered it haven't we i'm not sure uh on, on the pico 8 it's ooh, very ooh, very ooh, good ooh, that was one of the games i played on mr as well it's not a new one but i had a quick go of it it's great and he's updated it anyway since it's it was like november since we may have covered it and he's put just a, a wee quick note to let you all know of updated new rally x fixed a few bugs and added an extra hard mode also updated megapede that must be millipede is it i was like, oh, that's his own version of it cool to now use keyboard or mouse control on the pico a wow Excellent. that is really cool we might save this one here for next next month, and you want to save that one for next month? Yeah, it's, it's a really great little game, that is. Ooh, I've seen that as well. Played it a little bit, mm. and it's just it's, like, it's not arcade perfect because you can't get arcade perfect on a single little tiny screen. But it's Pretty it's getting good. there. It, mm, yeah, it's getting there. Arcade master quiz. I have Ooh. got a fun, 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 fun. Uh, quiz 196 this is a quiz about our podcast since we're doing this silly thing so <laughs> yes in podcast 34 time pilot mm. what mm-hmm. were we doing on the podcast picture not allowed to google it it was you and me on the picture what were we doing on there were we, were we getting our fists up at each other yes was we that were the fighting fight 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 fight, yeah. fight fight well done oh i better write your scores down haven't i that's one out of one. One out of one so far. It's all downhill from on now pod- on. Like, podcast kids. 38, mm-hmm. Volfide. How mm. wrong were you about how fantastic this game is? Be careful with your answer. How wrong were you about how fantastic this game is? <laughs> I was really, really wrong, Vic. Yeah, and what is it? Yeah, it's a fantastic game. That is exactly what I got here. Very wrong. It's fantastic. Two points to you. And I've just oh my God. got you to say how good Volfide is. Question three. Podcast yes. 41, Kicker. Mm. Now, we did Kicker. It wasn't the normal standard dip switch settings. It was set to hard mode, which is the tournament mode on Twin Galaxies. What position did I come in as scores on Kicker out of all the people who played it? First. You got to be first. Mm-mm. 
I was second by a long margin. Yeah, I don't normally play that kind of game because that's set on hard mode, no extra lives. And someone got two million. No, I can't remember it was now, but someone beat the world record. It was Phil V85 with a score of over two and a half million. On that particular version of it, I was second. They got two point seven million. I got like seven hundred and something thousand. Yeah, interesting. Question four, podcast forty-four, Mister Driller. What did my Mm. wife? When we were playing Mr. Driller, do for the challenge. What did she do? She got the world record. She beat the world record. There's a link yeah. to a video of her not quite beating it, but when you watch the end of the video, I'll put the link in the show notes. In the high score table, the one above, I think, was the one that beat the world record on 500 meters. She's really good at it. I'm, I'm pretty good at Mr. Driller. She's really good at it. She's better wow. than me. Uh, question five. Question five. Podcast 45, Snow Brothers. We went away during this podcast. Where to? 45. Yes. Swindon. Sweden. Swindon? What did you go to Swindon for? To see Tony Temple and Alex. Did we go to Sweden? Was that the one? No. We went to Riddikirk for Eurocade 2015. We had a great Ah. time there as well. I wish they'd have a Eurocade again. Come on, guys, in Europe. Let's have Eurocade again. Question six. Podcast 49 Mm. was Batsugan. Did I love mm-hmm. it? The podcast no, picture of me holding something. Did I love Batsugan? You were holding a picture, uh, a sign that said no. Correct. Because it. it's a terrible game. But the score, you keep, oh, you're keeping track of these scores. Yep. I reckon I've got four, four. so far. Podcast, well. uh, question seven, podcast 52 yeah. was Final Fight. What was unusual Ooh. about that podcast? Two special guests. And? And they were Paul and Phil from Maximum Power Up. And most importantly, you were away in America. Yes, I'll give you two for that. Seven, six points so far. Question eight, podcast 53, Kung Fu Master. It was close, but out of me and you, who beat who in the scores? Oh, I can't remember. I think you might have just pipped me, did you? Because we, we were kind of point pressing, weren't we? Yes, I beat you by not a lot. We were point pressing we level were- two, weren't we, to annoy Mr. Uh, Citronad's. Question nine, podcast 56 was Ladybug. Who pipped me to the top of the scores? I was second. Ladybug. Mm, who beat me on Ladybug? That's gotta be, it's got to be Charlie Farr, isn't it? No, it's that <laughs> Tronads. Did he? Yeah. People have about 600 <laughs> points or something stupid. Uh, podcast 58, mystery. We covered a bunch of games for episode 58. What and why and where and how? Oh, it was the... It was a 60 in one board. Ping! Yeah. Well, name every single game on that for 60 bonus. Um, no, 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 I'm got, joking. Uh, no, uh, you got eight points out of a, a, about 12 or so. Well done. That's, quite well there. that's good, that. It's not yeah, bad for course. you, Excellent. who has a, a 1K ZX81 memory. It's pretty good. <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsor. Feature game review. This was my pick. What the F is it? It is a horizontal shmup by Hot B. I'm a Hot B. In 1989, published by Taito. <laughs> it's got New Zealand Story hardware and it is in Sector X. The X, main CPU, how many X's? One X. One. There's 
The main CPU is two, count them, one, two, Zilog Z80s at six megahertz. The sound chips are YM2203s at three megahertz. It's a horizontal game, video resolution 256 by 224 pixels, screen refresh of 60 hertz, and palette colors 512. That's a massive palette. That palette's huge. And it's a bit late for a Z80. Is it a bit late for a Z80, do you think? No. 89? No. no. It's a similar kind of thing to... Oh, no, that was a that was a 16-bit processor. Yeah, getting there, I think. I think they were moving on to the 68,000 processors by then, you know? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that Volfide is 1990. That's a 68,000 processor. Yeah, you are right, yeah. You play two players mm. on it. Uh, controls are an eight-way joystick with two buttons, and that is for shoot and extra weapon. And the game is lovely. Sounds like this. Loads of dirty sects. Insects. This is how you play. It's a shoot 'em up. It's a horizontal shoot 'em up from left to right all the time. You control a little. He looks like a sort of insect repellent guy, you know. And you're mm. flying around and you're shooting stuff and basically just shoot lots and lots of insects coming at you. It's great and lots of really nice, colourful backgrounds. There is items in the game when you shoot the the sort of big stripy bee kind of thing. You get a P for increases shot power. A double P is the shot power with two levels. You get two coming out your nozzle. S is it increases your movement speed. A is auto fire, very handy. You can get a one up every now and again, extra life. And you get an acorn, which is a thousand points for some weird reason. A low score for a bonus. When you've maxed out the yellow bees you shoot, usually throw out acorns after that. They don't show out many, many weapons because you've got them all. And there's also one, a thunder one. I've never seen the thunder icon. Have you seen that one yet? I saw it, but I didn't get it before dying. Right, it must come after level four or something, because I've not seen it at all. Apparently, it destroys all on-screen enemies like a smart bomb. So, tips and secrets to this game. Make sure you get the large insect that shoots multiple or coloured balls at you. They come every now and again. Uh, and they lob out the insect spray, which is basically another weapon, which is the flying vehicle you, you... mount and it enables widespread shots button too and as you get different ones you get different things coming out your ship and it gives you basically a widespread shot so you can kill everything on screen really easily that's the one See, to i get. didn't get that when i killed them nothing happened i didn't get anything what eh? you mean when, when a, a, little, a little can that... of insect spray falls out of them yeah you collect that no, and that... you're on a little mounted thing you're like a little sort of like flying craft you no, must I have didn't got see it. that at all. No, I didn't see that at all. So what happened when you pressed the second button? It just carried on with your normal, your normal power-ups. No, no. You know when you shoot with the first button, it shoots out your thing? Yeah. When you press the second button, you get a wide shot come out. You didn't get that at all? Wait, the power-ups, you get... The red, the red canisters give you ground firing, and the blue ones give you more missiles more more forward fire yeah but it's quite so a I'll, wide shot out the front of your thing and you, you sit on a little craft then are you I just not understanding what i'm on about because when you when you get yeah. when you get the craft 
if you press the second button down, it fires yeah. lots of different things out. Some of them are ground, want to land on the ground and fire things out of it. Another one is, yeah. um, it's sort of a wide shot with like flames and, and sort of thunder coming out of it, which can get things to the angled in front of you. There's lots of different versions of it. Have a look online on a video. You see what I mean? But that's what your second button's for is for that weapon. Which you sit on, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I was using it. I was using it. I was getting the blue canisters for for the first level. Yeah, if you get to, another blue one, it upgrades you again. So you just yeah, you get all then, of them, and then it upgrades was, you. And you're, you're firing loads of stuff out. Then, then I was getting the red ones, which were were then the ones that were landing on the floor. And there was, I got I got to a power where they were landing on the floor and then exploding sideways. I got yeah, that. Yeah, that there's was lots the of different canister. ones. So when you when you keep getting them and keep upgrading. You can upgrade the the, the one your your second button as well. So there's lots yeah. of different ways of firing out of it. They're really useful. Yeah. But the most handy one I thought was the auto fire. You can just hold your finger down on button one or button two as well. Just hold them down, mm. and it fires loads out. And you don't really miss much with that. You should be careful when you when you walk and you run into a something that's fired at you or whatever. When powered right up, the static insects will leave acorns, which is just a thousand points. Uh, do not get in the way of the large yellow bug lasers because you you will get killed. So if you stay back to the left-hand side of the screen and keep there, there's not much comes from behind. There's certain parts of the game, there's only a few occasions that I've noticed where stuff comes from behind you. It's always in front, to the right. So it's, you no, can just you get, stay you back to the left-hand side. You get other things, and then you get attacked from below and all sorts. You've got to stay yeah. in the middle and about a third in to the right, I think, or about 40% to the right. Because there's stuff that you miss that comes comes around, and there's stuff that comes from behind, and you need a reverse. You need a reverse button because no, if I there's, don't think so. if there's like the, the slow moving poopy guy, you've got to wait for him to go past, scoop underneath him, and then shoot him. But if you could spin around like in side arms or something, and then get him quickly, and then it's spin too complicated. back. Mm. My tiny brain couldn't do that, and you only get that in a very few occasions. There's a bit. I think two or three of them come on the second level, and I don't think anything else comes from behind you after that because that second level is a bit weird when you get halfway through the level because there's sort of there's two parts to every level. You get to an area and you'll go in like a, a doorway or a hole or something, and you go to the next bit, and mm. then there's a boss at the end of it. So after you've done the second, the first part of the second level, you go you're sort of in the in the clouds, like in the sky, and some of the enemies come from top and bottom and they sort of pierce you in the middle so you've got to stay out of the way of them and shoot them and then these ones you're on about come from behind right in the middle of the screen so if you just drop down a little bit or go above let them come around and just blast them from behind really close before they have a chance to fire you can get rid of them in two seconds it's really quick but the, the bees that, that fly at you at close quarters they are the most annoying enemy in the whole game because they'll fly really close to you and let off a little yellow bullet at you really close by, really close quarters, and it's impossible to avoid them. So try and get them before they get anywhere near you to stay on the left-hand side of the screen. And on level two, someone, I think it, I can't remember who it was now, someone on Twitter couldn't work out how to do level two. Because level two is sort of like, it's like a big, massive um, grasshopper kind of thing. And he he goes up and down on the right-hand side of the screen. He doesn't really move on the right-hand side of the screen. But if you stayed on the bottom, he'll rush towards you to the left. And all the time, he's firing out little um, grasshoppers at the same time. So what I tend to do is stay above middle level. Just keep firing at him and just keep avoiding the things. He will never go towards you, and he's easy to kill. Absolutely simple to kill that thing. So, yeah... I, I sort of worked out the bosses quite easy. The first one's really simple as well. You just It's a big, massive, like, hornet. and it, it, See, I, see I, got, I got that guy was charging me a lot, just charging because me. Because you went down the bottom. 
If you stay yeah. above half middle, he won't charge you ever. He'll only do it at the bottom of the screen. I, I found it easy though, because if you, as soon as he charges, you move up. And then the bullets that he's firing, if you don't move, if you move, those bullets sort of home in on you. But, you know, the, the bullets that are the little kind of green creatures. Yeah, the green creatures. That's all he fires at you, yeah. But if you yeah, sort but of... If, if, if you move, they sort of get you. But if you go up as he's going, he's just come underneath you, That they'll just stay forward. They'll just fire forward. What and I you found... go down, you shoot and go back up. So I just, I just move up and down on that. Yeah, I just stayed above the middle. Because if if, I found if I went down... He would fire some of the green guys above me, so I couldn't go up to avoid them. And then he just rushes you from the bottom. You can only go down, and he'll kill you. Anywhere from the halfway mm. down on the screen, he'll just hit you, because he, he actually collides into you. He won't miss you, he'll mm. collide into you. You can't even go right back to the left. So he always collides into you, so you've got to be careful. I, but that, that, I just worked that out like in the first level, on the first time I played it. It's easy, and it's just really simple. But I also noticed something weird as well. I talked to you, when you spoke to me on the phone the other day, I did say that, I was playing a game once I was fully armed up I had everything I hadn't died for the whole level I had all the big weapons and everything auto fire the whole lot and that green guy was taking forever to kill because hmm. you must have to hit him at certain areas because when, when you just hit him when he's moving about he doesn't doesn't take any damage and I was thinking that maybe the higher up the higher powered you are the more hits they take it's like a hmm. skill sort of thing so if you've only got the pea shooter you can kill him quite quick. Because I've killed him really quickly before sometimes when I've had less weapons. So I'm not sure if that, that they take that into account when you're playing the game. It's like a, a sort of skill arc. I don't know. I'm not sure. Right. It seemed that way right. in some of it. I also noticed when I had a certain weapon on the second button, I can't remember which one it was. It might be the one that fires at the fire. And it's quite a sort of like big graphic. I had a load of slowdown on that end level boss and level two. He was... He was moving so slowly, I could just stand there and just move carefully out the way of the, the green things coming towards me. It was growing really slowing down. It'd be interesting to see if Mister does that or the actual board. If anyone's got a PCB of it, tell us if it slows down. I imagine it would because those graphics are quite big. You're firing a lot of projectiles out on the screen as well. You're moving about. There's a whole screen to take into account, and it's only working on two Z80s. So it's quite impressive for two. Two chips that were the same chips in a, a spectrum. See, I didn't see any massive fire. Really? Any massive, any massive fire stuff or any slowdown? I'll have to do a video of me playing it then. I'll show you what I mean. A canister drops and it's, it's spitting out like a volcano. Yeah, yeah. Out. But coming out of you, there's it? loads of stuff like you fire out the front of you with your normal fire, and you're firing sort of like 45 degrees up and down at the same time with lots of other stuff going on. You not see that? You must have seen it. Green you bullets. A, are you having a senior moment, Sean? Were they green bullets? No. I can't remember what colour. It's all everywhere. Have a look on YouTube. You see what I mean? But you can get loads of firepower going on. Loads of it. It's good fun. But one of Probably them... Probably did. A certain one I don't often... Because what you do, when you keep getting the, the pickups, it keeps powering you up until you get to a certain level. And I think I, I'd missed one or something. And I had a certain power-up, which was quite intensive on graphics. You know what I mean? It's quite a flurry coming out. And it really slowed that last boss down on level two. Really slowed him down. It's quite weird seeing it because you, you're used to seeing that kind of slowdown on cave games. But I think they do it on purpose yeah. so you can actually weave through the bullets and stuff. But it really yeah. slowed down. It's hilarious. I thought it was funny. It might just be the emulation. I don't know. But um, I, I would imagine that those processors can't handle all that going on at the same time. Mm. Uh, Rygar's been on. Uh, so I think he did quite well in it. And he's put some uh, 
effort into it. And he said, the trick is not to try too hard. Seems like the main factor in killing the bosses is time. You don't even need to hit them that much. Just avoid the bullets and give them the occasional tickle. Eventually they turn red and explode. The game suffers from berserk fast bullet syndrome. How do I explain that? Well, what this is, what Mm. I think... This is from you, isn't it? Yeah, when you enter a room on mm. Berserk and it's fast bullets, you've got maybe two or three seconds if or that. even less to to work out where the baddies are and then shoot. Yeah. Uh, and and this is the same. If if you go into level th- over three or four with no power-ups, like you've died. Yeah. At the end of at the end of level three, on mine anyway, yeah. if if you die before the the third boss that there's nowhere to power up there is in level one and two you can power up before the boss again a little bit but there's nowhere so you have you have to kill the level three boss with just your pea shooter which is not that hard really so you kill him Mm. but then you're into level three or level four and you've got a load of bullets coming at you all over the place and you've not got the power to kill anything before you get you get the B with a double P and you get the B with a speed up but you have to risk yourself to get them to get a, a chance to even survive because there's just too many bullets this so is you, where th- we there's, disagree there's, on this the stuff running across the ground yeah. the stuff above you and the stuff in the middle so you've got to try and get the double P really quick which is if, if you don't get it quick it just moves past the screen, so mm. you've lost it. So you don't. So you've got to get up and get it, and yeah. you've got to get the speed as well. I, I only have one speed because two was just too quick. Yeah. Well, I do. I disagree because I've played the game a lot, and rather than just like dying halfway through level one or by accident, I just keep going. I don't. I don't want to restart because it's a pain doing that, and you get sort of bored of doing it, and it it ruins the fun. So I kept going, and I think I have done level three once with the, with the, the very basic weapon. Because level three, he's firing stuff at you, and every now and again, he, he fires like a flurry of like what looks like sort of like snowflakes, and it just sort of flat past you. You just got to weave your way through him. And I killed him really easy. That's why I think if you've got a lower weapon, lower grade weapon, you got to hit them less. Whereas uh, uh, when you've fully powered up, you got to hit them loads of times. I'm not sure if that's exactly what was happening or not, but it seemed that way. And I, I didn't mind hmm. losing weapons, and because I thought you could pick them back up again quite. Because normally, when you you lose all your weapons, you die. You start at like halfway back or whatever. It nearly always gives you an S really quick, if you've got a bit of speed, and then the double pickup or just you know a f- fast fire or something. And I can usually claw my way back to where I was quite quickly because I sort of the the trick to this game is knowing where all the enemies are coming from, and for all hmm. from all. All of level one and all of level two, I know exactly where everything's coming. I can wait for it, get it in time, and I can usually do level one and two without losing life, no problem at all. But if I could extend <laughs> to doing level three and four like that, I think I could probably do the game. And I, I will hopefully have time. I haven't got any time this week. I've got a load of chores to do. But hopefully I have time to play it a bit more. I do want to complete it. I'd like to complete it. There's only five levels as well. And mm. the levels, the level bosses... And I think the levels don't really get much harder. It's just a case of getting through without losing a life, getting some extra lives... And getting through the game, I don't think it's, it's. If you could do level five first, I think you could do it quite easily, and then you know, might lose a le- life or something, level four or whatever. But if you could do the levels in random orders, I think you could do them all quite easily. It's just getting them all in one go, having a good game and doing a good game, and having the whole lot done in one go. I think you could possibly possibly do it. It'd be nice to complete. I've seen it done. I've watched a video of it being done. I've not quite done it myself. Yeah, yet, yeah. I think. I think you've got to get get to level three and four. I, I was doing that. If I, if I didn't get to level three with full power, mm. then I'd start again. I'd, I'd try and do it 
a little bit, but yeah, that's that's yeah. Like, I think it's just curmudgeonly doing that. I don't. Yeah. I, I find the fun of a game tends to wear off when you're like, oh god, start again, and you got to you know yeah. press escape so or whatever if you're playing. I kept doing that, and yeah, it's not worth. It really does. It sucks all the joy out of it when you're doing that. I think the best thing mm. to do is just carry on. You know, practice a little bit. You know, you're not going to get a good score. Just practice doing a few things. Have a look at things. See if you can get back, and then just start afresh and do it again. Or maybe just leave the game for a bit and come back later. But yeah, I, no, I, I tried not that, to yeah. do that because it was a case of getting annoyed with it. And in the end, I, I maybe it's because I just persevered and worked out you can get back a little bit better when you get your weapons back. So I, I didn't really have a problem with losing weapons early on and then getting them back again. Some of them, our listeners did exactly the same as you, though. But maybe it's just me. Now, the graphics and sound of this are lovely, kawaii graphics with nice tunes and sound effects. The only bit that's badly drawn are the small intermission picture when you do a level. <laughs> it looks like that the intern do those bits. He doesn't even look like your character very well. And surely, surely to goodness, the same artist that worked on Bubble Bobble and Rainbow Island by the same company. I mean, this wasn't, this was B something, wasn't it? Hot uh, B, isn't Hot B, a company called Hot B, and it was released through Taito. Unless those people were responsible for Bubble Bobble, Rainbow Islands, Parasol Stars, those kind of cutesy graphic games, I don't know. But they do look very similar. I mean, just in a flying game rather than in a platform game, I suppose. Hmm. What do you reckon to the sound and graphics? I thought that was all right. I'm, I'm, as you know, I like you them more right. like... I like I like the these are like cuter maps you call them cuter maps yeah. don't you? Yeah, I like the more like the spaceships and the hard the, metal lasers, the, the tanks and like you know the dead on patchy kind of for stuff and, <laughs> yeah, and the viper phase one bullets and yeah the, the cutie ones um they're okay like Doctor Topple you picked and that thought that's a bit cute yeah. it's all right and I bet you're you so manly. You've got a can yeah. of Lynx on your arcade machine, haven't you? You can spray yourself in Lynx Africa. Kill some stuff. Lynx is good, and it? It's still Whereas good, I think. Me, I've just got a little pink feather duster. I just dust my cabinet. Oh, let's shoot some insects in the face. Ha! <laughs> so I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not a massive fan of the Q-Tumup graphics, but I, I like, like the hard, yeah, like, like mechanical kind of fantasy, like weird stuff. <laughs> 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 and you'll be pleased to know then that the cabinet yes. art, there is none. There wasn't a cabinet Good. for this. So it's just a no. generic cab, I suppose. This game actually has some trivia, some real trivia, not made up rubbish that we go on about. It's some got trivia. the same hidden code selection. It's a, a level selection, a New Zealand story that enables level selects. So you put a load of codes in at the start and then it lets you start on different levels. So that would be actually quite good for practicing the levels, wouldn't it? Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Or we'll save states. Mm. Or oh, save states are painted. I'd never bother with them. And I'm also saying that yellow bee things that rush in and shoot you from clock proximity are actually hornets. And they're more annoying than wasps at a picnic. <laughs> oh, God. Don't you hate a wasp a in your jam sandwich? A picnic. <sighs> a picnic. Yeah. yeah. A picnic. Uh. Right, let's do the scores, son. All uh, right. Quite a few people. Uh, Mark Watner Gravy, 13,800. That's poor. That's not even the first level. Come on. J-Ping Barber. J-Ping. He's a ping. Ping! 18,800. Inspector Gadget. Not feeling this one for some reason. Looks like a, a great battle for top of the shots this month. Oh, yeah. That was the, the sort of 
battle between three people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Think I'll have a go on some other meme stuff this month. Uh, so the ju- the scores jump. 18,800 basically is the end of the first level and not kill the baddie. If you get everything on the level, you get 18,800 points and you don't kill the baddie. As soon as you kill the baddie, you get 100,000 points. Every um, yeah. boss is 100,000 points. So we know Mr. 20 to 5, who's third from bottom, killed the first baddie. 135,000 dead. Sorry, gents, no time at all this month. One game... Got to second boss, couldn't figure it out, died. Repeatedly until all lives lost. Around 135,000 probably. I forgot to look or take a photograph. He must try harder. Hmm. Adam Flint got 138,800. A token effort from me this month, although I did force myself to beat the level one boss just to claim my one point as I'm still burnt out from all the efforts I put into burger time. Nevertheless, please find my attached score for Insector X. 138,800. Vader GB... Uh, 159,900. The first boss was too hard. It's missing something to be a decent shooter. Big thanks for all the time you've put into the podcast. 10 years is a great feat. You deserve a chilled out retirement from the, from the pod. Chilled. Ivan Storm got 169,700. Dr. Goggles, 169,900. Uh, quite liked it after I managed to get past the first boss, but got frustrated on level two and you lose all your power ups after dying. That should be illegal. Or yeah, try harder. Yes, me too. That's me too. Zestora. Got 183,600. James Wisemids, 190,800. Those bugs that come in from you behind are level two. Aha! Ones we were talking about. Ah, uh, uh, grey bags. Grey bags. Does he mean under his eyes or does he mean shopping bags? Or does he mean some kind of other bag device? We don't know. We'll have to ask him. He got 284,300. Eastwood, 71. 292,200. Swamp Donkey is a good name, that. Swamp Donkey 77 got 303,200. Sal Buglerissi, 307,600. Another great game I never would have tried, but thanks to 10 Pence Podcast, I discovered it and thoroughly enjoyed it. I feel I could have done much better if I had more time for this one, and I'll definitely continue playing. It was super fun after I powered up the default pea shooter. Mm. Old Man Steve got 418,600. I feel like I'm punching above my weight with this score. I'm getting Spin Master vibes from the graphics and some of the power-ups. Mm. Yeah, was it the same company, though, was it? No, quite colourful, so that's probably why. Uh, me, 431,100. And I feel I could have beaten some of you swines above me if I'd had more time, but I was off on holiday, so I couldn't. That was my score. Yeah, I think there's a lot of the scores around this this score and i think people have got to level four with no power-ups mm, maybe i i think Ross, Ross like got, you. Got, <laughs> got 443700 got tooled up then lost a life that made the third boss tricky with a pea sh- shooter managed to power back up slightly on level four only to perish trying to pick up a one-up in a busy section i know that section a sideways mushy he thinks mushy himasama i like it but some enemies are pure evil backwards pooping dragon fly he's mm. put Mr. Messi, 44,400. I'd never played nor heard of this. It looked like it was going to be crap, but it's actually quite good and fairly addictive. Anyway, my appointment with the arcade hand clinic is a week on Thursday. <laughs> with three points in the scores now, 451,100. Amit Soyama played on a mister. This wasn't a bad shooter, a little mediocre maybe. I prefer my shooter, which my shooters with spaceships and lasers. Well done, sir. I love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Stephen, aka Mitsuyama. I wonder if he's Japanese. Be good if he was, weren't it? One Punch Rob. Me? 
Oh no, sorry, <laughs> I missed swear you. Words I nearly in missed you. I have put a swear word in there because you beat me. Because you weren't beating me for ages, and then you just did it on purpose. You horrible little man. What are you? I got to level got to level four with four lives, and then lost them all because I had a pea shooter in level four and just got swamped by bullets. Trying to get the speed up and trying to get the power up. So. Not a fan. 452,900 for me. One Punch Rob is slightly above you. 474,100. Switched from my Steam Deck to Xbox with Arcade Stick and managed to get to Stage 4 Boss. Spread shot at close range. 474,100 so far and developing Arcade Hand. Attacking from behind level 3 is a dick move in a horizontal shooter. So auto fire. So it is auto fire as a power-up. Yeah, have an auto fire as a power-up. Weird. Peter Paul Rock... Six points, 571,700. Uh, Aid Skyway 73, 564,300. As you can see from my scores, I couldn't seem to get the third boss, let alone beat him. Finally managed today and then went straight through the fourth round first time. Things got tough on round five, though. Mm, Pilbo's done incredibly well here. Got eight points and he's at 569,400. Thanks to a serendipitous day off, serendipitous day off, I've finally managed to beat the nasty spider boss and get a decent score. As with most shmups, I enjoy this month's game, but found it pretty frustrating at time. It is what I call a single life game, because for all the extra lives you can win, once you've lost a life and go back to basic weapons, I can get more than a few thousand on my, can't get much more than a few thousand on my score. I agree with this. As such, there were quite a few rage quits when a stray bullet got me. Oof. Mm, uh-oh. Go on. So that, that didn't... I just don't get that. I think I think I got back quite well when I was dying. Obviously, I didn't beat these scores. Mr. Berserker, is second, 613,700. Well, what do you know? Insector X only has five rounds, so I would guess that's a 1cc. Bit miff, you couldn't, don't get 100,000 points for the last boss, though. Oh, that's a bit of a bummer, isn't it? Yeah. And number one... With 10 points, 617,800 is our Rygar. Is he going to be a winner for the fourth year running? We don't know. Mm. Evening, Tempe scorists. I've been away moonlighting at the Winter Olympics. I thought I'd try and set correct. To try and sector X as a palate cleanser. Got to the second part of level five for seven lives, then died, lost all my power ups, and couldn't continue. No happy. Second part of level five, so he loops it through and got to level five again. Seven lives, you see. No, it is. I don't think he means that. You can't loop yeah. it. The game ends when you fin- when you finish the level. When the finish level, oh. he, he's on about the second part. You go into the little hole, and then the next part of the level. But I don't think he's completed it by the sounds of it, but Mr. Berserker did. But if you get, mm. I presume if you get more lives and you get more chance to get more kills, you get more points. But the thing is, the whole game is only worth 217,000 points, odd-ish, because you get 100,000 points for every level, four levels, and you don't get one at the end. So he's got 400,000 points for killing the four bosses, and then 217,800 for everything else in the game. So it's quite a low-scoring game, apart from the 100,000-point bosses. Mm. Weird, isn't I think it? Pete, Pete Hahn's got the highest score, and I think he might have, you know, not for this game, like uh, a, a while ago, and I th- he got 700,000, which I think he was maybe dying. You know, you can sort of yeah. use your lives at dying and keep doing a level, getting 100,000, keep doing a level, getting 100,000 maybe. You can't Maybe do that because that. you'd be on the next level. You'd have to do you'd have yeah. to do kill yourself at the boss, but then you don't go back very far anyway. 
So yeah. maybe maybe he just got everything. I mean, he just shot every single thing and didn't lose or whatever. I don't know. Maybe there's certain parts of the game where you get killed and then go back and get some big points that way. But it's still not much more than what Rygar's got there. Yeah. So it's it's a finite game. It's probably if you got every single thing, you could probably and then killed yourself off at a certain point and get everything again and again and again all your lives and then killed it off at the very end. That'll be a finite score, I think. So you probably mm. can't beat that. But it's it's not one of these ones that ends at nine 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 as far as I know. Don't even even get that far, but yeah, well done to Mr. Rygar for actually uh, no, so, well done to Mr. Berserker for finishing the game, and Rygar for just pipping him by a couple of thousand points. Brilliant. Hmm. Ports well and sequels. Um, ooh, this is one for me. There is a Famicom cart of it, but the cart is dollars, 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 dollars. A blank, a bare cart without any box or instructions is about 60 quid, cheapest. If you right. if you were talking like a mint one with a box instructions, probably two or 300 pounds. It's expensive. I think it's because wow. it's a later game. It came out in 89, and that was towards the sort of end of the uh, the Famicom. Not really so much the, the NES, but the Famicom, definitely. Uh, the Mega Drive's got a version as well, but it's completely different graphics, completely different. It's more like what you like. It's more sort of a serious-looking kind of thing rather than the kawaii yeah. graphics, and it plays quite a bit different. Have a look at that one, if you can, on mm. YouTube or whatever. Changes and improvements. The game is definitely a memory game. If you remember the game, you can probably do it. It would be nice to have some random elements to keep you on your toes. Uh, the Hornets firing at very close quarters is cheap. I did not like that. It's the only bit of the game I didn't like. No. A few more levels than five uh, before the end of game, or maybe it loops. You can get a really decent marathon score on it if you're good at it. That's about all I can say, really, that it needs doing to it. I quite liked it otherwise. I did say reverse button. That might come in handy. Yeah, but that's only for, like, three um, baddies, isn't it? Does and anything after could... level three or after level two come from behind you? Because I can't remember. I've only been to level three and four a few times. You get the pooping things, don't you, that come through on every level, I think. Yeah, but they sometimes they come from the front, not from behind. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. I've never seen them. Were you playing the right game, Sean? Yeah, I hope so. I got a feeling you were playing, playing something completely different. I was playing Insect X. Yeah. I think you might have had a, a brain injury or something when you were playing it. The, the, the big so, yellow so the, things that fire the colourful balls at you, they fire a load of colourful balls usually, they're the ones that give you the, the weapon you ride on, Right. And the ones on level two, they're coming from behind. I'm sorry about this, listeners. Sean is having... He looks like he's having a bit of a breakdown over there. I'll send you a picture in a minute of something, right? So the graphic changes, do your guy actually changes to riding on something? Yeah, he's riding on something. You must have got it. You wouldn't have got that far in the game without it, really. Maybe you just didn't notice. Too busy watching bullets. I love bullets, mate. They're brilliant. I've got to the, the biggest power up you can get where you're firing this big thing that looks like a big like square, a, a mesh, like a mesh square. A, yeah, yeah. that's out the front got of that. you, but you need to have all the other weapons to get that. I think. Yeah, I'll yeah. show you in a minute. Right, um, annoy or enjoy me? Uh, enjoy. Got right into this one. I didn't think I would. I did. I've always wanted to play the game. I've always played like half a level and not really got into it. And this time I had to play it for the challenge and really liked it. Really like this one. Mm. Lovely. I'll put, 
I've put I've put mayor. Is that enjoy or annoy? You've only got two choices. There's not a mayor option. Annoy. Unfair deaths until you memorise your attack patterns and I found that a chore. I'm not a fan of these type of graphics. They're okay. I prefer tanks and spaceships. Nothing here to keep... Nothing here to keep me playing, I've put... I just gave Sean the two, the double thumbs down then over the, over the camera. Boo! Boo! <laughs> Holly, that's what he is. See, I do, the last word on here, you've put Parodius, which is like a similar game. Yes, I like that game and as I've, well. And I've put a favourite horizontal shooters, I've still got them in my favourites, so Gary... Darius Gaiden and R-Type Leo. I love them two games. But people say shoot-em-ups, but vertical and horizontal shoot-em-ups, I think, are a completely different genre from each other. Yes, one's got, definitely. One's got, like, the horizontal one more often than not got obstacles and backgrounds to go through. Yeah. The vertical ones very rarely have backgrounds and it's open play field. You're right, which yeah. I, which I, I got which killed. I much prefer. I got killed once on a level where there was, there was a bit in the way. The one, you know where the spiders come down on level two at mm. the top? And there's a, a brick, like a wall behind it. I got caught in that corner because a, a yellow wasp threw something underneath it. I got caught. And when, as the thing scrolled, it crushed me and you killed me. So you mm. can get killed by getting crushed in the game as well, which I didn't I think you could, but you can. Yeah, definitely. At some, there are some vertical shoot-em-ups with the backgrounds getting in the way. Because there's some ones that like swing cranes at you and stuff, isn't there? Like some of the the Gunbird games do that, but a lot of them are just open play field. You can sort of go anywhere on the screen apart from obviously into other crafts and stuff. But yeah, definitely. But yeah, Prodius is a favourite of mine. I do like Prodius. I don't it's like 1941 in it. 1941 that spit that no. gets cranes. Oh yeah, I don't know. Cranes, 19- that, yeah. Might be yeah, yeah, something like that. That's, that's the one where you like do cartwheels off the side of the. The side of the screen. Oh, yeah, you can sort of bump uh, into right. it, and it knocks you about, doesn't it? I think that's 41, yeah. That's a is, weird yeah. game, that. You couldn't do that in a real plane, it would break. Uh, no. Darius, <laughs> I don't like Darius games. I just don't like them. I don't like the Because the ones with the extra screen, like the three screens, I think they're too long, and there's too much mm. going on, and you've got to look at all the way across the screen to see it. And I don't really like the graphic style, because it's all fishy stuff, isn't it? It's always fishy stuff. Yeah, it, it never changes. It's just fishies. They're, they're very clever. There's lots of variations on robot fishes and yeah, crabs. It's all bloody and, fish. Yeah, but that your one there was things that are like <laughs> Sean has forgotten the word insect, everyone. Yes, that's it. Insects. <laughs> and R-Type Leo. R-Type Leo is it's a good game, but to me it's not an R-Type. It's quite a, quite a mm. distance away from R-Type. R-Type 1 and 2... I really like. I never used to like R-Type. I really got into it. And that's another game I'd like to... I, I got close to finishing. Has it only got like six levels mm. or something? And that is a memory four. thing. Uh, but R-Type but is a I, great I find, game. Yeah. I really like R-Type. I find that boring where you've got to go around, around the big ship. I like that. You've got to go un- underneath it and round it. And I think that's quite a discipline, dude. Like remembering where you've got to be and get things in certain orders and stuff. I really like that. But R-Type Leo is more... It's more going on in it. And yeah, and it's, do you it's, not it's have the, the power up on that? Gun. It looks lovely. Yeah, but do you not have the button where you, you hold the button down for the beam? You haven't got the beam on our top Leo, have you? Or am I mistaken? Well, you, you, no, you press a button and it spits out whatever fire up you've got, whatever oh. power you've got. Yeah, it's, it's and, quite and a bit of a different yeah. game, that isn't it? Yeah, I like. I think that's why I like it. I'm not a fan of the 
one and two, but mm. this and Neo I really, really like. Mm. Right. Well, that's that one. Perfectly wrapped up in a cute bow with a B on it. Next show's game. What are we doing? Oh, it's your turn. And you've got to mess things up again, haven't you, Sean? Tell everyone. No, no. The, go on, but, read out your like, bump. I can see it. This, this is my bump, right? Yeah. Being, we, 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 this would look like you've got to hear this to to, to listen read it. to it's it. Bad at reading. I've got to flipping hear you, and I've got to hear it tomorrow when I edit it as well. Go on. Being the best retro arcade podcast featuring biscuits on the planet, mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm, a travesty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A travesty, I hear you say, how we have sadly neglected one of the most historically important video game genres ever to admit, mm, ever to exist. Is it? This genre is, of course, the bat and ball or the paddle and ball game. We've never done one. There's a reason what, for what, that. What in like 50 years? Someone's going, oh, I love that 10 pence, but they didn't do a pong. So... The first commercially successful paddle and ball game was created in 1972 by a young pup called Alan Alcorn at Atari. It was called Pong. Pong. And just like that, just like that, kids, the video world game had changed. Across the land, trendy hipsters in flares, flowery shirts, smoking cigarettes and drinking martini were hunched over cocktail tables playing various versions of Pong. But then they soon got bored of that. So in 1976, Steve Wozniak flipped Pong on its side, added some bricks, and voila, Breakout was born. Mm, quite a bit of different game, that, isn't it? Then after a bit of a hiatus in 1987, two lads at Taito gave Breakout a new lick of paint and some fancy pants power-ups, and kapow! Arkanoid was born. It was. So, dear listeners, let us honour this great lineage of balls bouncing off bats into stuff by playing one of the best. Arkanoid, but I'll put in brackets Arkanoid 2 because everyone knows the, the original so well. So, yeah. Arkanoid 2, everyone played it. So, the controls, right? So, we're playing Arkanoid 2, Revenge of Doe, right? Doe! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is what was going to bother me, the controls. But you can play on a mouse... You need, you need, you do need optical analog controls. You need optical, but a mm. mouse is probably the best bet if you haven't got a spinner controller or a spinner on your arcade cabinet. You can play keyboard or a joystick. It doesn't play as well. It just doesn't play. Mm. You need to have that quick movement sometimes for the game. So I'll probably play this on a mouse myself. So I'm gonna have to play it on a computer rather than a, an arcade cab. I did have, mm. I did have a spinner on one of my cabs. But I got rid of it because I never used it. I sold it because I never mm. used it. It was like one of those um, expensive USB ones. I just never used the damn thing. There's not many games I really enjoy that much with a spinner. I've always wanted to be mm. better at these games, but I'm not. So no, yeah, I'm I'd be not. interested in playing but it with a mouse at least. I think we should try it though, just to say we've done one. I do think people... I'm looking at you, Mr. Chris CMP. I know you've got an Arkanoid cabinet. And I know it's got the proper controllers on it, so you'll probably beat everyone. And I know Mr. Charlie Farr is... I know he doesn't really play with this anymore. He's too busy doing his streams. But he's almost world champion uh, at mm. kind of level at that. He can actually finish, I think, all... Is it 33 levels or something it's got? Something like that. Revenge of Dome yeah, might more. I don't know. I've seen him play the very last levels, and it's just attrition. You've got to keep keep the ball bouncing and bouncing and bouncing. To hit the until bad, it, yeah, yeah. Until it fits through this minuscule gap in the oh, playfield. Oh, really? Is that what it is? 
Yeah, it's so hard, but he oh, did Christ. it. He did it while I was watching. So this game, Arkanoid Revenge, Revenge of Doe, well, there'll be loads of Simpsons references when this is done. Yes. Developer Taito, 1987. The ROM is Ark, A-R-K, Noid, N-O-I-D, 2. Ark, Noid, 2. Mm. Lives 3, default. Difficulty, medium, default. Extra lives, default. 100K, 200K, and every 200K thereafter. I, right. won't, I won't even get an extra life. I can guarantee I won't get an extra life on this game. I can do maximum about three levels of this. I'm rubbish at it. Hopefully I'll get better. I am, but I think we should do it because then we've done everything. Sure. We've, done, we've done. Have we done like a one-on-one fighter like Street Fighter? That's, we haven't done that, have we? I think that's the only no, genre we you, haven't done then. Yeah. They're sort of best play with friends, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. But we'll try and, should we try and do one of them before we wrap it all up? We could do. But not a Street Fighter, because that's an obvious choice. There are some mm-hmm. good Neo Geo ones, actually, which is sort of um, a bit of a change to the sort of normal kind of thing. But I think, I think that with those games, it's learning the special moves and learning a certain character, because that's another thing you've mm. got to do as well. You've got to work out who's playing what and what sort of advantages they might have or whatever. So it'd be difficult scoring that one, I think. Yeah. We have done one, actually. We did Karate Champ, didn't we? I suppose so. I suppose that's that was a one-on-one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, one the first one. Oh, oh yeah. good, we'd have to do yeah. one. Brilliant. Right. Anyway, <laughs> listen, listen, kids. Submit your score for Arkanoid 2, Revenge of Doe. Arcade ROMs only, please. No scores for console or computer compilations. They may be different. You can tell us your scores on Twitter as hashtag Tempe score. Sidekick app in the 10 club section. Email to the site, which is vertvic at 10 You can leave a comment on the podcast post on Facebook. UK VAC, we've got a page on there. The deadline for score submissions is Monday, 18th of March, 5pm UK time, please. And I'm off to go and squash some more bugs in a minute. And what are you going to do, Sean? Look at some Matt tanks. Of <laughs> you know, polish a, a plane or something. Get every tank and go down road, go down shops in tank. I don't measure measure yeah, your lasers or something like that. right i'm off i'll talk to you soon thanks for listening and goodbye cheers kids you can download or play the podcast read all the show notes and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk you can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk you can also reach us on our facebook page you can tweet me at 10pencearcade and you can tweet sean at sean holly we'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered.